Welcome to Under the Fig Tree Podcast. In today's episode, hosts Reverend Micah Glenn and Reverend Dr. Ben Haupt sit down with a special guest as they meditate under the fig tree. What's up, what's up, what's up? (laughs) This is uh, very strange for me. I have never uh, introduced an episode of Under the Fig Tree podcast, and so this is the first time, and when Micah uh, listens to this or watches this, I'm sure that it will also probably be the last time. But it's great to be with you here on Under the Fig Tree podcast. I'm the host of this episode, Dr. Ben Haupt here at Concordia Seminary. Uh, My colleague, Micah Glenn, the host of this podcast, is not able to be with us today. Uh, But we're we're continuing our conversation from uh, the last week uh, with Dr. Mark Rockenbach, who is... um, all, one one thing is the Doctorate of Ministry Director, uh, the director of that program, but you also wear a lot of other hats here at Concordia Seminary. So, Dr. Rockenbach, uh, great to have you uh, on the show. Great to be with you again for another episode. We, um, we were convinced that you have more things to talk about than what one single episode could contain. So, uh, we want to talk a little bit about your work with the Masters of Divinity program, um, and and really for all of our our uh, residential programs, right? Well, even even our distance programs, you do quite a bit of work uh, for students that are coming into a pastoral program or into a diaconal deaconess program. Um, you you have a a title, and you have work that you do with those students. So tell us a little bit about that. So I'm also the director of personal growth and leadership is the title. Personal growth and leadership, <laughs> got right, it. Right, I didn't create that title, but that's that's what it is. Um, and basically, what that means is um, I do a lot of uh, the assessments of students. So we provide our assess- our students with personal um, assessments that they take, and then um, after they take them, I do a group presentation to help them understand how to interpret the results that they get. And then I'll meet with them individually. And basically what we're doing is going over the assessment, but identifying what are their strengths that they can capitalize upon and in ministry, and then what are the weaknesses that they need to work on so that they don't become stumbling blocks to them in ministry. And then they create a, a personal development plan to be able to find ways to be able to work upon uh, those uh, particular areas. So, yeah, we... Um, all the residential students do that, um, SMP students, um, the deaconess online or residential. And I also do it um, with the doctor of ministry students, too. They also take yeah. assessments. They're different assessments because we want to help them to be more academically focused. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's it's what it is, it's just reflecting back to them who they are. Yeah. And most students, when they see the assessment or I walk it through, they're like, yeah. And, and if I have someone that struggles or says, I don't know if that's me, I'll say, well, are you married? Why don't you share this with your wife <laughs> right. and see what she says? And more times than not, they'll come back and say, yeah, my wife says that's how I am too. <laughs> you know, So um, they do a pretty good job of kind of just reflecting um, the personality, the emotions of the person. So Because when, when we're um, uh, shaping and forming people for ministry, we do that academically, of course, yeah. but we also have a way to do that 
um, in regards to their personality, their emotions. That's also an aspect of, of minister formation. Yeah, so these, these assessments, um, I've, I've taken lots of different assessments, and um, I think I've told you before that I, I actually kind of enjoy this. So um, some of our, our listeners or viewers might know the Myers-Briggs. Um, are, I'm a, maybe an ENFJ or ENFP, I think, uh, is or INFP. Um, or uh, the DISC profile. Uh, there's a bunch of, uh, in, the, in some ways, the Enneagram uh, is, is one of these kind of assessments. So um, the, the good thing about these is there's not like a right or wrong answer, Correct. right? Uh, we're not using this to kind of uh, weed students out and say, um, oh, you, you answered the, the assessment in this way. Uh, sorry, you're disqualified, and we're going to put you over in this drawer over here. Sometimes um, it, it does bring up things that our students might need to work on, right? Right, right. Um, Especially this particular assessment. Um, but but it's, it's good to know kind of where our blind spots are, um, how we function in the world, and especially how other people see us, mm-hmm. which is sometimes... Um, a challenge for for us. We just think this is how I am in life, um, but other people perceive us in very in very different ways. Uh, so most of the time, um, do do students? This is a, a pretty good experience, right? Because it's a it's a personal learning experience. Correct. Yeah, and you know, there's not really a box that we want people to be in. Because like I'll have I'll have students ask me, so um, so I'm. I, I rate this way like on the DISC assessment. So does that mean I can't be a leader? I said, no, you can be a leader. It's just how you lead is going to yep. be different from another person. Exactly. And we need all kinds of different people doing ministry. I mean, if we were all the same, it'd be pretty boring, first right. of all. Right. And second of all, if we were all the same, we wouldn't all be able to minister in all the different contexts that we have you know, in, in the world. So... It, it's a matter of helping them to understand who they are so they can figure out how they're going to um, lead or care or you know, do ministry based upon uh, who they are. But there are some things that we do know that, you know, for example, if, if you're a very harsh or blunt person, that's not going to do well for ministry. Right. You know, right. You, you have to have some emotional intelligence to know how to care for people and say things in a way that's diplomatic, to use yep. that word. Yeah. Um, so there's certain things we know that just won't work if you are doing those kinds of things in ministry. Right. So we just help them with that. Say, okay, yeah. this you need to work on. This is how you can work on it. And we give them resources, um, variety of things we surround them with to be able to help them to work on a particular thing. So I always tell the students, well, I just met with the SMP students yesterday, and I told them this is a formation process. And you should look different at the end of this. Mm. So, like in four years, this is the beginning of yeah. the program, right? That just you the, yeah. do this this assessment right. always happens at the beginning of a program, right? Exactly. So you're you've started here, but academically, emotionally, personality, all this stuff, you'll look different at the end, yeah. Because we're shaping and forming you for ministry. If you don't, either we did something wrong or you did something wrong. But um, it really helps to shape and form them for for ministries. That is the idea. This this whole idea of uh, personal formation and leadership, I think, is a, a fairly new approach. Uh, maybe say in the last ten years that we've really 
uh, leaned into here at Concordia Seminary. We've always had some aspect of this, especially with the pastor's counselor class and uh, some of these sorts of things. But uh, I think there there has been a shift from thinking about here's all the the academic content, the theological content, uh, and the practices that you need to be a pastor. Here's here's the doctrine of the Lord's Supper and. Uh, here's the our theology and practice of preaching, um, and and of course our students get all of those uh, those theological and practical things. But this this whole concept of personal formation that you could know all the the Lutheran doctrine, you could have an orthodox and good and helpful practice, and yet still really have some personal formation issues that end up uh, sometimes hijacking, uh, sometimes even completely destroying a ministry. Um, and that's that's kind of looking at the, the harshest possibility, but um, our, our whole formation process um, is a really intentionally crafted thing that we've really tried to work on here at Concordia Seminary. So talk a little bit about Kind of uh, why why we have embraced this this uh, new approach to paying attention to personal formation. Well, you're right. If you're just ac- and, and academics is important, you need to know your theology yeah. and your doctor. I'm not putting that down at all because otherwise, if we don't have that, we have nothing to share. We have no no gospel to put out there if you're right. if you're doing it wrong. Right. But what sometimes happens is how you do that some students struggle with, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the how that you you, you kind of put that in, into practice. So um, if we can help them with that, and one of the, the most, for me, one of the most important variables, um, we call it emotional intelligence, that if students have high emotional intelligence, usually they'll do very well in ministry. If they have low emotional intelligence, usually they struggle a little bit. But the cool thing about emotional intelligence is you can actually improve it. You can yeah. get better. Yeah. So if we have students out, because you know, there's all kinds of situations they're going to run into, um, and and how are you? So we know certain things are sinful or wrong. Well, like living together without marriage is sinful and wrong. Yeah. But how do you actually sit down with a couple who's doing that and care for them in such a way that you can guide them to understand it's wrong and then help them to repent of it, receive forgiveness, and then figure out a way to to do it differently? Yeah. You can do that in a very empathetic way. Or you can do it in a way that's very harsh. Yeah. And if you do it in a harsh way, you're going to lose the opportunity to do ministry with them. Right. But if you can be empathetic towards them, you're going to have all kinds of opportunity to, to minister to them. So we want to be able to help students to be able to have many opportunities to work with people and learning how to do that in a more kind of empathetic uh, uh, focus. Yeah, that's really helpful. I I, I think of, um, you know, in our, in our kind of the, the modernist approach, in some ways, it kind of divorced uh, or, or separated the, the kind of personal from all of this uh, intellectual and, and head knowledge. Um, but prior to that, these things were deeply intertwined. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the New Testament has uh, plenty about not just doctrine, but uh, pay attention, Paul says, to your life and practice. Uh, and it's, it's the way that I talk about the gospel or the way that I lead a congregation through a, 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 a 
difficult uh, time in the congregation's life or lead a couple through uh, a really uh, difficult moment in their marriage or in their preparation for marriage. Um, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I don't know, I, I think in the past maybe people just kind of assumed that, well, these are things that you'll just learn at home mm-hmm. or learn kind of on the way. Um, but, but I think we, we've found that we actually need to pay attention to this stuff, right? Well, we're just being more intentional. That yeah. might be a way to talk yeah. about it. I mean, some people are really good at it. They're naturally good at some of these things. And that's sure. awesome. So we talk about, okay, how do you capitalize upon that and make sure... Because some people are really good at it, don't realize they're really good at it. Yeah. Um, but if we're more intentional about shaping and forming that, it's just going to help them um, in, in the long run. So in addition to what I do with them, then we also have, you know, we have these... Um, formation labs that meet every week. So we actually, um, we put the students in, um, I call them winkles, uh, yeah. pastor people out there know what that means. And we do that according to their assessment. And then they have a mentor, a professor then, that walks them through a process of knowing how to actually live and breathe um, as brothers and sisters together in Christ. Yeah. And so it's not just isolated to their assessment, but it's also how do you relate to other people? And we're actually putting them in groups to get them to learn how to do that along along the way and guiding them with these mentor professors. And they're in that group the whole time they're here. And I, I tell them, I say, don't ask me to move you. If you don't like someone in your group, you're going to have to learn to like them. Yeah. So that's part you, of the formation process, right. right? You can't get to a congregation and say, "I don't like these people, so give me a call somewhere else." That, that, that doesn't work very well. So we're creating some some experiences here at seminary, where and and I always said when we first put this all together, like with the formation labs that meet every week, I said I'm kind of hoping that there will be some conflict because when that comes up, then that will give us as the professors an opportunity to model for them and teach them how to address it in yeah. a godly way, rather than just not going to the Winkle anymore or not wanting to be brothers in Christ, you know. So we're actually trying to foster that. Um, and some people know that, you know, some of the circuit meetings or the Winkles are broken out there in the real world. Right. Um, so we're trying, to, um, we're trying to speak into that. And my hope is in a few years that will be thriving as people are getting together and helping each other out. Um, and we can lead that here, you see, in, yeah. in that way. So yeah. what they do in these groups then, the things that they know that they're weak on, they can use these Winkle groups to be able to actually help them to work on some of these things yeah. that they're possibly weak on, with, of course, the help of this advisor or professor that's also uh, with them. And and that's because we believe in education, right? Like you said, this isn't... Uh, this isn't just, oh, you, you fit into this personality right. box over here, so there's really nothing we can do with you. Um, we, we believe in education. We believe that uh, the, the ministry of the gospel actually changes hearts yep. and changes uh, the way we live our lives. Uh, that's why Paul can say things like, pay attention to your life and practice, uh, because you can actually, by God's grace, by uh, the forgiveness that we have in Christ, by the Holy Spirit working us, we can uh, sometimes have a few wins and um, make some shifts and make some make some changes. Right. I I remember um, a, a number of years ago we sat down with uh, some district presidents. We we uh, regularly every other year the faculty and 
uh, all of the district presidents gather together, and we were asking the district presidents um, as we were were uh, kind of reconfiguring the curriculum, revising the curriculum, rewriting it. We asked the district presidents, you know, tell us a couple of things that you think our our graduates need to do better with. And uh, if, as I remember the conversation, uh, there was kind of this overwhelming plea to us to say, you know, the thing that that students that your graduates are are not struggling with is Lutheran doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're good on that. They're solid on that. These are these are Orthodox people. Uh, we don't have uh, people asking if the Bible is the inerrant, inspired Word of God. That's 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 just uh, of course it is. Um, they're they're solid on uh, our doctrines of Lutheran confession from Lutheran confessions on baptism or Lord's Supper, but they said what your students need more of is formation and leadership. It's these kind of soft people skills um, that it's it's the way that you speak uh, the doctrine or the way that you handle a situation that they were kind of pleading with us. Um, so it's not like we we somehow found some new formula that's this kind of whiz bang uh, thing that uh, that that we're doing uh, kind of apart from the church. That the church asked us, the district presidents are the ecclesiastical supervisors of all these congregations, and they asked us spend more time on this on this formation program. So I, I want to ask about um, something that's famous uh, with our students, and uh, all of our students know that this is um, this is kind of a Dr. Rockenbach thing, uh, and it's you probably know where I'm going. It's the birds, yes. Um, and uh, we have a lot of fun with this. Uh, this kind of came to my mind as you were talking about our formation groups, and we'll get back to formation groups in a minute. But um, give us a real quick overview of the birds and. Uh, what exactly this has to do with uh, all these assessments. So we use the DISC assessment here. Um, a lot of people probably have taken the DISC assessment, and there's lots of different ways you can describe it. Some people do it with colors, your blue, red, green. Yeah. Some people say you're an otter or a golden retriever or whatever. Right. Well, I just found this this company uses birds, and it just works so much better. So you can be, um, you can be an eagle. Eagles are very direct. They're to the point. They're fast-paced, moving. Um, they can be very extroverted. Um, but eagles can sometimes move so fast that they're way too ahead of everyone else, or they run over people sometimes to be able to accomplish the thing they want to accomplish. Um, the other bird is um, the parrot. So the parrot is very relational, very engaging. I always say if, if you're throwing a party, you want to have a parrot there because sure. they're going to make it fun. They'll make right? the party fun. Um, We're but, missing our parrot today yeah, you're your parrot. On, uh, <laughs> on, on Under the Fig Tree podcast. Yeah, So, but parrots are not always um, – they, they, they're not good at the logistics of things. Um, they may um, – they, they have a great idea, but they don't know how to put it into practice. Um, and so that's some of the challenges uh, possibly with the parrot. And then there's the dove. So I'm a dove. Um, dove are people who are very, they're, they're very much more introverted. Um, they don't like change. Uh, change is difficult for them. Um, but they're also the one that's kind of the, the status quo person that kind of keeps things moving and can also be very helpful with addressing conflicted situations. Yeah. And the last bird is the owl. The owl is the very logical bird. 
Um, the owl's very analytical, loves to read, loves to do research. Um, but sometimes um, the owl's not very good about interpersonal kind of things, or they get so lost in the research, they never meet the... So the owls sometimes, it's difficult for them to meet deadlines or turn in assignments because they get so into the weeds with things that, or they think there's always more data, always more things I can discover. And so deadlines can be difficult. But anyway, you can end up one of those birds. So yeah, I always say, when you come to campus, you could stop any student on campus and just ask them what bird they are, and they'll be able to tell you. <laughs> right. Every student knows what bird they are. Um, and so it's kind of funny. Some people don't believe me when I say that, so they'll stop a student. Yeah, they knew exactly what bird oh, yeah. they were. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and we have a lot of fun with this. So uh, coming back to the the formation labs, and you you uh, you disclosed what bird you are. Yep. Um, so I'm an eagle. Um, and so uh, guilty as charged, I suppose. Um, but we, we, um, we have a lot of fun with this in our mentor groups. Um, so I'm a mentor for, for some first-year students this year, um, and I'm, I'm having a blast with it. Uh, but, but connecting this mentor formation experience with the birds, you intentionally put – so I think I'm the only eagle in the group. So uh, everybody – there's not very many eagles around here. Um, but uh, you, put, you put me with a group of um, – I think we have a little bit of the other three birds. We definitely have a few parrots. They are so much fun. Um, we definitely have some doves, and they make life. Uh, you can depend on them. Right, right. Um, they're not going to. Um, they're not up on stage trying to steal the show, and um, and they're 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 going to um, keep things going because they just like people. They like to be together. Um, and then there's the owls that really like the research and they're deep down in the weeds. And this this mix is it's actually a lot of fun. Right, right. Well, so first year students take the disc assessment before they ever show up on campus. Yeah. And then I sit down and I know what the results are and um, I decide what groups are going to be in for these Winkle groups based upon their results. So I sit there with these little pieces of paper, everyone's name and their combination, and my administrative assistant says that it looks like um, if you ever watch Harry Potter and you know they're deciding what house to put oh, it right, in, right. they put the, the hat on yeah, them. The sorting you know? hat. So she says, I'm, I'm, so she got she got me one of those sorting hats. Yes. Says I should sit there and wear it, you know, right. when I'm doing this. But you're sorting Huffle them. Puff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you, they're going to end up, and I don't even know them. I just know the results. But yeah. the idea is is we don't want like all the doves in one group or all the eagles in one group. We because want them to be able to experience different personalities and different people and yeah. know how best to relate to them, yeah. not to just simply ignore them or walk away. Um, although we may feel that way sometimes, but sure. if we can help them know how to relate to other people who are not like me, like like a dove, I have to figure out how to relate to an eagle. I can't just ignore you. And in ministry, you have to do that too. There's gonna be all yep. kinds of birds in your congregation. So if you can better learn how to relate to them and care for them, preach to them, teach to them, that's just going to be huge for, for ministry. Yeah. And, and this, um, that's, that's the way it is out in the church. There will never, there, there probably is, uh, has never been and probably never will be 
um, a church full of doves right. or a church full of... Uh, there certainly won't be a church full of eagles. Right. There's not very many try, of you. Right, right. There's not very many of us. And um, uh, eagles... Uh, well, some it's, eagles are funny because sometimes eagles can hang together for a little bit until until we have a you know a disagreement and then we'll kind of uh, uh, go our, our separate ways. We uh, I I think we saw a bald eagle um, flying over campus the other day. Oh really? And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so eagles are um, well we're 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 unique birds. Um, but we, we also then take, so, so we have this formation group uh, weekly. You're meeting with this, this group of people. And uh, what I've loved about it is uh, I don't have to give these students that are in my formation lab a grade. Mm, right. They, it's pass or fail. And the only thing you have to do to pass is show up. Yep. And what we've had is the opportunity for me to... I, I feel a little bit pastoral again, where I get to sit with, I loved this in the parish, sitting with people, um, though, though I'm, I'm an eagle, I loved sitting with people and just talking through um, all the things going on. So I've had, I've had one student who had uh, very academic things that he wanted to talk about. I've had another student that had some personal things that he wanted to talk about. And, and as a mentor, I just get to be um, sort of a, well, a mentor. Right. Uh, I, I don't have to give them a grade. They, they, they have this safe place where if they uh, are struggling with an assignment, they can come and talk to me, and I can kind of help them with things. Um, it, it's been tremendously gratifying for me. And um, I, I guess it's been helpful because students are – making appointments outside of the required time that we're together and they're they're finding time just to to hang out so right um, that's tremendously helpful. But not having to give them a grade or grade papers and for them not having to do that it's 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 not a course but yet it's required from the do every week yeah and it's part of shaping them forming them in in a different way yeah so hopefully they'll have a holistic shaping and forming when they leave the seminary. Rather than just focus on one aspect, we focus on a variety of different aspects yeah. of their formation. And, and then they have this, this time during the, the, the weekly gathering where they, they pair off, um, or well, in a, in a group of like four or five, and they have some, some time just with those four or five uh, fellow students, and they get to... Uh, talk through a little bit of scripture together, and then they'll have typically some kind of prompt that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in that group. Um, and it's it's been fun to, um, every once in a while, I'll pop my head in and say, how you doing? And they're, they're just uh, cutting up, having a great time right. uh, talking. And um, so, yeah, I, I think that this is, this is really helpful because seminary can be a, it can be a lonely experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that it can be kind of spiritually depleting, Mm -hmm. as uh, strange as that sounds. Sometimes people come to the seminary and they actually struggle in their faith, and the mentor formation groups are really an opportunity to make sure that we're working on all those those things other than just the academic skills. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... um, then there's there's other places throughout the the curriculum where we draw on these these um, these issues. Um, so 
how how do you um, how do you follow students as the director of, of personal growth and leadership? How do you follow students through the the curriculum um, in a way that continues to to help them in their their growth? So um, they'll make uh, personal development plans for themselves initially the first year, right? But then they're also going to be making um, goals for vicarage or internship if they're in the Deaconal program. Yeah. And so those goals are then shared with the supervisors so that they know certain things they need to work on. So in that real-life kind of internship vicarage experience, the, hopefully the supervisor can create opportunities for them to work on these certain things. Yeah. So it's more intentional, directional. So it's not like you just... You just go on Vicarage to experience it, but there's certain things you know that you need to work on, and so and so they can work on that. And then when they come back from Vicarage or internship, if they need some more help, we definitely can assist and help them. Um, another thing that uh, we started doing is we offer the DISC assessment also for all the spouses. Mm, yeah. So the second year that the students are here, if they're spouse to um, one of our uh, MDiv students, they can take the assessment. I review it for them in the evening, and the second time, second second week, their husbands come back, and we start talking about how how they can understand the DISC assessment in connecting to the people they're going to meet on Vicarage. Um, and that's important because, again, you if you're married, you, you have to do this in connection to your spouse. Right. And so we're actually offering all kinds of resources also to the spouse as well in this formation process so that they can understand that not everyone in the congregation is going to be like doves and how to respond to that and how they can do that as a couple. So we offer, we offer that also. Um, the DISC also, we, we, um, there is a premarital uh, program in the care course we have them take called Symbus. A part of that program that they get certified in to use also uses the DISC assessment. Mm. So they get to learn, okay, first they learn about themselves what it means, but then they start. we start transitioning learning, okay, now when you're out in ministry and you're the pastor, how are you going to use like the birds in that assessment in premarital counseling to help mm. other people to understand yeah. um, their marriage and, and, and setting them up hopefully for a good, faithful, godly marriage. So it ends up being in all kinds of uh, different places in the curriculum itself. And we did that intentionally on purpose. So yep. it's not just a one-time thing and done, but you're going to run into it, bump into it, and other things that you do here at the seminary. Yeah, my my, my wife has, has taken it, and Selena definitely has a parrot side to her. Yep. And so early on in our relationship, I remember she she loved to go to parties and loved to, loved to be with big groups of people and uh, to go dancing or whatever. And, um, well... Eagles just don't see the point. <laughs> What's the point of that? Um, you know, I'm trying to accomplish something right, right. here. And, and if I'm not trying to accomplish something here, uh, sometimes that just looks like um, complete nothingness. Right. Waste right? of time. Sit down and just uh, do do nothing. And so we, we struggled early on, uh, like, did, did I not like her because I didn't want to go to parties? But come to find out, these are just personality differences right. and right. and I wasn't trying to be mean or um and and I I do sometimes go to parties with her because she's a parrot and that's what she likes to do and and I enjoy that some um but but it was helpful for us to see oh this isn't like a a, a marital flaw right it's simply we're two different people 
We have different approaches to life. We like different things, and that's okay. Well, you can demonize each other that for that. Yeah, you know, right. You're, you're an ego, so you're terrible because you're an ego, and I demonize you. That's not helpful. It's better to find out how you can complement each other. Yeah. Because there are things that I'm not good at that someone else is. So, like, I, I am not a parrot. I, I, so I always say, like, the seminary, like, will invite me to go to something where I'm supposed to just socialize with a group of people. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. If you have me come to a presentation, I can do a presentation. But just yeah. s- sitting there or standing there talking about nothing for hours upon end, that stresses me out. But there are other people who are really good at that, oh, like, yeah. like your wife. Yeah. And they can... So how do you figure out how you can use people according to their strengths in ministry yeah. um, so that they're, it's a complement to the ministry rather than they, them feeling guilty or shame? You yeah. know? It's kind of like you have um, greeters you know, at church sometimes. That's not my thing. So if you put someone there to be a greeter and you force them to do it, they may not come back to church. But that person may be very good at running, running the soundboard, or they may be very good at doing something behind the scenes. Yeah. So if you can figure out what bird they are, then you can figure out how to um, get people included in ministry and do ministry in a way that actually complements their particular strengths that they have. Yeah, and there's other times where the congregation might be dealing with a, a conflict or two people in the congregation are dealing with a conflict, and a lot of people would say, oh gosh, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Right. I just want to get out of that room as quickly as possible. And you probably stroll in and yeah. think, oh, I think I could help. I and loved this, it. This yeah, sounds my, my, like fun. I, I went or in the district office. I walked in the conflict all the time. My wife thought I was silly. Why would you even want to do that? But as a dove, I love doing that kind yeah. of thing. And um, just to be there with people and help them to find reconciliation. So yeah, but so there's things I can do that other people can't do. Yeah. How do we complement each other and not demonize each other? Yeah. I think that's an important thing to understand and to then put into practice. Well, and, and so much of this, I think, um, I mean, this is reminding me of what Paul says in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12, uh, where Paul is talking about the body, mm-hmm. and he's talking about these different approaches, um, not as just kind of psychological, uh, in the psychological lenses, personality kind of stuff, but as gifts of the Spirit, um, that the Holy Spirit has actually uh, gifted somebody to have a certain approach, and um, and to see that person and their uniqueness and their unique uh, the way that they approach problems as... This is this is a tremendous gift of God. Right. Um, it's a it becomes a really beautiful thing rather than I just don't understand this yeah, person. Right. They're so weird. Right. Or being jealous of someone that has something you don't have. Also true. That doesn't help either. Yeah. But you're yeah. right. When we can look at it that way, it does become very beautiful, and and the opportunities then that we have to do ministry and care for people, it it just will open up to all kinds of things. Then. Yeah. Well, I am. Uh, I'm. I am very grateful that you are on our faculty. Uh, you have brought um, a tremendous uh, skill set and ex- expertise in this this area, um, and I think our students are better human beings, better children of God, uh, more confident uh, in who God has made them to be because of these these formation experiences. Um, and and my hope is that. At the end, they're healthier mm-hmm. as they as they go out into ministry, um, so that they can 
uh, be focused on uh, the ministry of the gospel and not uh, letting their own personality kind of get in the way, but right. rather using it as uh, the gifts that 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 God is, has given to them. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's that's um, I think really helpful. It's especially good for. Um, our prospective students. So I want to talk a little bit about that for a, for a minute. So thinking about somebody who's never been to seminary, who uh, doesn't know much about the Masters of Divinity program, maybe they've been listening uh, for a bit, um, they've never taken any assessments, um, is, do they need to do a whole bunch of stuff before they get to seminary? Um, or, uh, or what would you suggest to a prospective student who... Um, is maybe hearing about some of this stuff for the first time. Um, do they need to do anything? Um, what, where, where would you, um, if somebody said, what, how do I prepare for all this stuff? I know, you know, I can read Luther's large catechism right. or something to prepare for the doctrinal stuff, or I can work on my Greek and Hebrew. Um, how about in this kind of personal area? What would you, what would you recommend? Well, you know, taking assessment, there's nothing you can do to prepare for it. Because as you That's said before... That's a really helpful answer. <laughs> there's no right or wrong answer, because yeah. it's just reflecting your personality. And yeah. we have lots of different personalities around, yeah. So, yeah. and we need that. So there's nothing you can do. You, you just be honest about it and realize this is going to help me to be able to figure out how I can do better or capitalize on the things that, that I'm good at. So there's nothing that, that you need to do. Um, and as I said before, the biggest thing is just find ways to get involved in ministry. Yeah, uh, find ways to to be with people and care for them. Um, and I think one of the challenges is some people think they got to fix everyone, and ministry is not about fixing people. Yeah. It's actually just about being present with them. Yeah. And if you can be present with them and learn how to do that in a way that's caring, I think you'll find that that will help the people a, a lot. Um, and you'll, you'll also receive something from that as well. So, yeah, there's nothing in this world, I guess, that you can prepare for. Just look forward to it. Yeah. Look forward to yeah. the opportunity of being shaped and formed in this way, because um, some people may be surprised by it and like, oh, my goodness, what does all this mean? I mean, got to take this assessment. And No, it's just just look forward to it as a way, as part of the, the shaping and forming you uh, for ministry. So if you have that kind of an attitude... It'll, it'll be fine. It's the people who say, um, oh, I hate assessments, or I don't care what it says, I'm not going to change. People just got to find a way to work around me. That's not going to go very well for you. So yeah. have, a, have an open attitude that you're going to learn from this, and it's actually going to be helpful to you at the end of the day. I think it's probably tremendous, uh, tremendously great news for some of our prospective students, because uh, we, give, we give lots of assignments and mm -hmm. uh, I suppose that's what eagles do, but <laughs> but but really good news to hear. Hey, in this area, there, there's really not any preparation you right. can do. If if anything, um, be curious about who you are and how you interact with the world, how how you um, uh, attend to yourself, as we as we say in the practical uh, mm -hmm. theological framework. Um, but but really, um, the good news is just show up. We'll lead you through it and. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, and I think students uh, at the end of it say, um, "I know a little bit more about myself and who I am," and right. um, they're more confident in um, who they are as a baptized child of God. Right, so, exactly. Doctor Rockenbach, thank you so much. This is um, 
a really interesting part of our, our MDiv and Deaconess uh, SMP uh, curriculum. And uh, it's been a unique angle for our uh, prospective students. So uh, thanks for making time to be with us. We will, um, we will continue on uh, listeners and viewers uh, in uh, Under the Fig Tree podcast. Um, I am certain that uh, Reverend Micah Glenn will be back uh, next time to uh, take the reins back from me, and uh, he'll probably even have a few words to, to, to share with me about um, how I opened and how I closed this podcast, and I'll be happy to give it back to the parrot as the, uh, the expert uh, in this. But it's been great to be with you. God bless. Have a great week.